Steve Zissou, a Queens lawyer who represents Victor Bout, predicts the arm dealer would now lead a quiet existence. I saw that. I was like, that's <laughs> that's just so cool. Unbelievable. Are we... He, this guy somehow wronged Wes Anderson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you make a melancholic movie about loss <laughs> associated with your name forever, bitch? Victor, Victor Bout looks so much like uh, Tim Allen when he got arrested for cocaine. You yeah, know what no, I that, mean? That's, that, that, that's like when you get in a lot of trouble. That's what you look like. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the look of a man who's in a lot of trouble. <laughs> but I'm glad two uh, wrongfully detained people are free now <laughs> and got to go home. <laughs> Do you guys know? Do you guys know what they got Victor Bout on? Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't a real arm <laughs> sale, but uh, he was arrested for not paying American taxes <laughs> for some reason. They got him for the exact reason and way yeah. of Al Capone. They got him with a. They got him with a trick. They they were they like him? they were like DEA do a sting on Victor Bout. So they pretended to be uh, like FARC guerrillas, and they were mm-hmm. like sell us anti aircraft missiles. And he was like, okay, <laughs> and and it's then entrapment. But they somehow tricked him into going to Thailand. It <laughs> never, is entrapment, which is why... Never go to Thailand. Never go to Thailand. They tricked him, which is why he was only going to be serving 25 years. <laughs> oh, he was serving 25 he years? He was serving the minimum sentence, which was 25 years, because the judge was like, well, this is fishy. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet it, I bet it was fishy. And Brittany Griner, fellow cart warrior. <laughs> I was going to say. For uh, someone who's brought carts through TSA before, and it's been super stressful. I can only... People just... have misinterpreted that Putin's against weed, but he's just against the cart menaces. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> he loves flour. It's natural and from the earth. Yeah. He says that in Russian, like on top of a, a, a bear. Here I am smoking flour. <laughs> You guys have heard about the uh, the rats in New York that are like over a foot long or whatever. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know about the cat rat. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, good guy Mayor Eric Adams, uh, he apparently wants someone who is quote somewhat bloodthirsty and committed to the quote wholesale slaughter of vermin to lead the city's war on rats. <laughs> that's, that's Eric Adams has declared war on the rats. Eric Adams. And a brave new policy has become Shredder. <laughs> <laughs> we killing all the rats, all the turtles, whatever. Yeah. What if what if they what if Eric Adams was like, how do you how do you solve a big rat problem but with very large cats? And he he lets he, he releases tigers onto the street of New York Jaguars every night in Times Square. Yeah. There is a 9 p.m. curfew in the, across the city until the rat problem is solved. Death Squad, the number one white boy canning podcast on the left. I am your host, uh, Joe Stewart. I'm Danny O'Hara. And for three months of the year, I work 18 hours a day in a factory canning white boys. (laughs) Okay. We have a wonderful show for you folks. It's honest work. (laughs) You did say white boy canning, right? Uh, Yeah. I did. I 
I guess okay. I had, it hadn't occurred to me. I yeah. wasn't sure if I misheard nah, you. No, dude, you took the joke to the next level. You elevated it. <laughs> it's what podcasting's all about. Right? It is what it's all about. We're honing our craft. We've been honed it. Our blades are sharp. Where else would we be starting off this week but our friends at Wayne Dupree? That's correct. You know, every time we read them, I say, I feel like we haven't read them in a long time. Uh, but to be completely honest, I have no idea. I know we haven't read Sophie O'Hara in a long time. Fan favorite returning to the podcast. Welcome back, Sophie O'Hara. Absolutely. For those of you who don't know about Sophie O'Hara, uh, there's no evidence she's real mm-hmm. or exists. <laughs> there's less credible evidence, I feel like, for her existence than Missy Cranes. Oh, certainly. Yeah. She appears when Missy goes away. <laughs> They've yeah. never been seen in the same room. Yeah, it's interesting you say that actually because uh, I've just compiled some of the you know some of my favorite headlines of Wayne Dupree since we haven't been reading it, uh, and coincidentally every single one of them is Sophie O'Hara. Uh, this is the last I don't know probably week or two. Um, the first one, Spam has introduced a new wildly popular holiday flavor. Will you be trying this? And uh. No, of course not. I would never yeah. eat Spam unless I'm at, yeah. like, a Japanese restaurant that yeah. serves it, in exactly. which case I will happily eat it. Yeah, I like to try it that way. I've never had it, though. Yeah, off the bat, I'm not eating Spam. I did read this one. They made it flavored like cinnamon and nutmeg. Uh, maybe not for me. It sounds pretty disgusting, and I'm on the Sophie's side for this one. I'm not going to lie. I know we're you heard it here, folks. Dan's a patriot. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Uh, yeah, we should have stuck to... Uh, my original idea for the cold open, which was Danny being Bill Mayer, and <laughs> him doing all the work because I hadn't actually come up with anything beyond that. New yeah, rule: holiday spam. <laughs> yeah, we don't like it, folks. Holiday spam. You do not eat it out of the can. <laughs> holiday spam. It's for Muslims. <laughs> uh, let's see the next one here. What's the most expensive fast food joint in America? The answer will likely surprise you. That sounds like a great read, though I'm not going to lie, I didn't check it out. It depends on your definition of fast food. (laughs) Uh, The answer may surprise you. Video. President Trump and Melania share an intimate dance. Ron DeSantis buys the entire Republican media apparatus to try and buoy himself ahead of Trump enough to get Trump to drop out. And Trump's just, like, releasing videos of himself doing tiny (laughs) dance. He's doing, like, OnlyFans things. He's, like, showing nipple. Absolutely. I'd love to see some Trump nipple. Uh, let's see. His Next. nipples are probably fucked up. They looking. are probably fucked up. That's why I want to see them. James Wood shares a COVID vaccine meme that gets nearly 20,000 retweets and counting. I love the conservative project so much. <laughs> 20,000 retweets and counting. I mean, that's, that's they, a lot. They really like, dude, James, they really doing like numbers. That James Woods sucks. It could have been anybody in Videodrome. He's not even that good of an actor. <laughs> Anyone could have played that guy. Uh, and the last one here, um, the the one that we will be uh, reading, folks. Megan McCain probably wishes she would have kept her big yap shut. Now why? Because no one bought her failing book. She probably shouldn't <laughs> she have quit her job where she got free money. Yeah, she had that book, <laughs> and then she tried to advertise it by like propping it up against John McCain's grave. Oh my God! Being like, Dad, you would have loved my book, which you can buy on Amazon for twenty five (laughs) percent off at this link. That wasn't even that long ago, and that completely exited my mind. So cool, dude! Incredible. Yeah, but she, uh, Sophie, thinks she should keep her. She should have kept her big yap shut. uh, Which, I mean, like you just said, she shouldn't have quit her job that she got paid for nothing. 
If I had a job to go on TV and talk shit every day, uh, and I left it, any of you should attack me. Yeah. So this this article is really about, which it, it doesn't make clear really in the title at all. It's about Georgia uh, and the Senate race, which did we talk about that on the podcast? We We must not have. Because we missed last week. Oh, yeah. Herschel Walker has been defeated. He has been defeated by, like, three points. Yeah. It's goodbye. ableist. Goodbye, Starshine. <laughs> I hope you run in Texas. In primary, whoever's yeah. next. Isn't that so... He lives there. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Yeah, it's funny to do the carpetbag thing, but he came really close for... With that, and, I, like, with his brain not working He on came that, really close. It makes Joe Biden look like a... Like a yeah. Terminator. Yeah, seriously. Um, well, so this, <laughs> I don't know how much you guys have uh, been seeing about this stuff, um, but apparently, you know, uh, MAGA people, they've been really complaining about how elections aren't real uh, for a couple years now. Oh, uh, yeah. And apparently, Charlie Kirk, uh, like, right after the election, uh, he'd spent the first hour of his show reading emails from his listeners who said they didn't vote in Georgia because they believe there's too much fraud. They're really... Uh, it's it's really pretty funny to see. Yeah, they I gotta dug, be honest. They've dug quite a hole for themselves for sure. It's a pretty it's pretty cool though. It was yeah. a very quick uh sort of one election to the next and now they're not they're losing tons of people. No, they have lost three consecutive <laughs> election cycles off of this, basically. Pretty pretty uh master stroke on their part. Truly. Uh so let's get into Sophie's take on this. Um Establishment Republicans and never-Trumpers want to blame President Trump for any loss we suffered in the midterms or the recent loss in Georgia, uh, which was the midterms, right? I, right? <laughs> I always think they mean the country now when I read Georgia. Yeah, they mean the <laughs> the second one. The, remember, oh, uh, Georgia is, has like a sequel. Yes. Yeah, a sequel. It's not like California, <laughs> which is California is still not finished counting the ballots. <laughs> That They're were cast so from the first election. Georgia has had here. two elections since then. <laughs> a lot of people here in California. Gonna take us a while. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the trifecta from hell, McCarthy, McConnell, and McDaniel, work together to screw all MAGA candidates over, and the ballot... All right, all right, listen. listen. I think I'm, I'm sensing a pattern here. Is the entire top conservative caucus Irish? <laughs> <laughs> and is Sophie specifically targeting the Irish? Of how have we not noticed this? <laughs> I guess, yeah, no. They're all mixed. Literally. I'm a Republican now. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I've always been. Yeah, this was always a Republican <laughs> podcast. Uh, work together to screw all MAGA candidates over and the ballot harvesting, which the GOP has known about and could have combated, bit us in the butt yet again. The GOP is not only worthless, they're also our biggest enemy. What is ba ballot harvesting? Just st stealing votes? Is that what she means? It's it's a terrible it's no. a terrible byproduct of abortion. Democrats they, sign people up for mail in <laughs> where they harvest yeah. the baby's ballot. <laughs> yeah, before that ballot would have been a vote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, the idea is Democrats uh, want to pass like mail in voting things where all, yeah. everyone gets a mail in ballot and they can just turn it in that way, and they have in that way built up like. So Good election so systems, yeah, where you can vote for Democrats for like a month, but Republicans 
have decried all of that as the devil's work. Mm-hmm. And because and, of that, they need everyone to vote on one day. And just all mm-hmm. over the country, resoundingly, they just can't beat these, like, just doesn't fucking work months like of... Yeah, and it's just, like, they should just be doing this. Yeah. And that's what, like, Charlie Kirk has been bitching about yeah. recently. But it's not going to happen. Yeah. Uh, the GOP is not only worthless, they're also our biggest enemy. <laughs> Politico reported that as scandals involving domestic violence and abortion dribbled out over the summer and into the fall, something unexpected happened. Walker remained viable despite his flaws, his brand equity pulling him nearly even on Election Day in November. I mean, yeah, the whole Donald Trump, like, experiment was that it, bad things aren't nearly as bad as good things are good when it comes to media attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that's true. I think that's the whole point. Yeah. He still only lost by three points and did the whole werewolf and vampire thing, like, a week before the election. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Imagine if Donald Trump on stage started growling like a wolf <laughs> and, like, scratching his head that behind would, his ears. That would kill. Did yeah. you know I'm a wolf? <laughs> I'm actually a wolf. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Donald Trump today wins massive support from the Wolf Caucus. <laughs> Quote, that image helped him survive the punishing onslaught that he received, said Stephen Law, head of the Senate uh, Leadership Fund. Stephen Law, head of the Senate Leadership Fund. That's that. A conservative super PAC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, a conservative super PAC. I mean, I think a lot of other candidates would have been out of the running, okay? But on Tuesday evening, Walker's ability to stay afloat politically ended. He became the latest GOP candidate to fail to secure a Senate bid. Uh, falling to Democratic incumbent Senator Raphael Warnock in the state's runoff election. And now they, realistically, they're not going to run him again because the GOP, like, takes their losers out back and shoots them. It's so crazy that they fucking ran that guy in the first place. They ran him, and it failed. They ran Dr. Oz, and it didn't work. And now Dr. Oz is trying to get his, like, shitty daytime television show back. And they're like, you can't. You've tainted your brand with, like... Pretty bad. Yeah. At least half of the people who watch morning television. Oh, easily. Yeah. Oh, my God. The women that would go and sit at his shows? Yeah. They all voted for fucking Fetterman. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole thing. Because Republicans are fucking freaks. Mm -hmm. The gender divide between the parties continues. In the end, Walker remained a strong and viable challenger, losing to Warnock uh, by what is likely to be just a couple percentage points when the final votes are tallied. This is also in Georgia, though. I mean, I guess it is turning blue, but I don't know. But it's on, like, an election-by-election basis, you know what I mean? Fucking... Kemp stomped. Yeah, Kemp stomped fucking... uh, What's-her-name? Abrams in, like, every single town in the state or something. Mm George is going to be the next Vermont. Yeah, it's going to become, like, Massachusetts. Like, they have Charlie Baker, their Republican governor, who's Mm -hmm. just like, I'm just a Democrat. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just a simple country Democrat. <laughs> the margin was close enough that the quality of Walker's campaign mattered. Well, that that that's a losing losing trait for him. <laughs> I gotta say, uh, interviews with a dozen campaign staff members and Republican operatives working with the Walker campaign suggested uh, that it wasn't just the candidate who had flaws. The campaign itself was hampered by poor decision making. That's like, really surprising. Yeah, he's he fired his campaign manager. He was running it. <laughs> it was according to his vision. It's kind of what Doug Mastriano did. He like didn't 
actually run for governor of Pennsylvania. And yeah. He just led like prayer circles. Yeah, yeah. I was reading a bunch of articles where like Republicans and he Pennsylvania were trying to were, summon like, Jesus to yeah, seize exa- exactly. the governor's house. That was literally <laughs> that was literally <laughs> happening at the end of the election. Yeah. His wife organized a big prayer circle. Yeah. Uh, I was reading a bunch of articles where people, like Republicans in Pennsylvania, were like, I cannot fucking believe we really went with this guy. Like, he was so goddamn stupid. Yeah. And just fucking the Martin Potato Roll Empire. Yeah. Just pick their first political candidate ever. And it's this guy? And it's this fucking guy. (laughs) I mean, God. And now Martin's rolls are gone. Yeah. (laughs) Now Martin's rolls are gone. No wonder that uh, the patriarch is probably like, you know, 90 years old and senile and and was like, nope, we're going with this guy. Yeah. The patriarch of Martin's potato rolls is actually an Elon Musk style innovator. (laughs) And Doug Mastriano is a sentient potato roll. He was grown out of it. Like, oh, my God. That's why he looks like that. Yes. Okay. And that's why he needs to believe in God so badly. (laughs) (laughs) Doug Mastriano probably has, like, CTE from, like, an IED explosion, and that's why he's like that. Some said that Walker and his wife, Julie Julie Blanchard Walker, never fully empowered—I didn't know he was married—never fully empowered his team to make decisions. No, I knew he was married. She was, like, running—it was awesome. She was, like, fucking—what's her name? Uh, the Wilson oh. wife. Oh. Wilson wife. I guess you need one of those if you're going to be completely brain dead and running for her office. That, that was the whole idea. Right. Never uh, never fully empowered his team to make decisions, frequently questioning suggestions and plans by veteran campaign operatives. Yeah, he's like, where are we? What, where, where am I? Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the wolf man. You need to factor that into the campaign. That's there part of it tonight? now. Yeah. I'm going to rip my shirt off during the full moon. Uh, the pair insisted on spending what AIDS described as an, an quote, excessive amount uh, of time pouring over of time pouring over proposals for every campaign stop. Bottlenecking planning. That included wanting to spend important time in heavily democratic areas to, bl- uh, to woo black voters. Wow, I was joking when I said that he was running the campaign himself and fired his campaign director, but that yeah. happened. That's yeah. <laughs> Turns out we just had to read about four more sentences uh, because you're an oracle. Naturally. You're writing this article as I'm reading it. Yeah. There's cool. a gas leak in here. That's why I'm the oracle, <laughs> Delphi. Clearly, Walker could have won that race. Clearly, he could have won the race, but it was less about the scandals, because let me tell you something. In this day and age, these personal scandals will not move the dial much. That's true. Nobody on earth believes that old fairy tale that political figures are saints. It's like, I don't know, there is a pretty clear difference between those two guys. They love Warlock put reverend on his ballot. Exactly. (laughs) Holy shit. What do you think Walker would have, like, made his title if he got to choose one? Agent. Agent, yeah. <laughs> Reverend Reverend Warnock versus Agent Walker. Agent Walker, dude, that rocks. Actually, I'm going with Reverend Warnock still. So, if you're claiming this was Trump's fault, you're either low info and lazy, or you have stage five TDS. And speaking of stage five TDS and blaming President Trump, one of the biggest Trump haters around used the GA Senate race to try to backhandedly attack President Trump, and it blew up in her face when someone pointed out what a rotten candidate her father was. <laughs> so she, she is introducing uh, Meghan McCain here, but she doesn't really do it formally. 
Uh, she the next thing she says is Megan tweeted out candidate quality matters. Ooh, friggin' scathing. A lot of people really take what Megan McCain says very seriously. Right. She is like a public intellectual type of figure. Oh yeah. She's people definitely think of her as smart. Uh, completely forgetting what a horrid candidate her father was, but also that's true. Uh, but don't worry, a Trump supporter reminded her, and here is the classic uh, conservative, uh, you know, journalism. They just add a screenshot of a tweet. It's a guy named Andy Harris fan. I don't yeah. know who that is, and it's a picture of presumably yeah. that guy with yeah. laser eyes. Probably, yeah, some government guy with the red laser eyes. Yeah. Uh, he, he quote tweets Meghan McCain's epic... Uh, Oh, by the way, Megan McCain has clapping emojis in between candidate quality and matters. That's how you can tell it's a pivot to the uh, left. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he quote tweets it, and he says, Your dad lost his presidential election 365 to 173. That's pretty awesome, gotta say. Presidential? Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot he was the candidate. Yeah, and he got uh, absolutely shit on. Yeah, hope and change, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, this is some hope and change right here. Made R plus 20 Indiana blue. Made R plus 16 Montana R plus 2. I like the (laughs) idea that they won't accept the idea that Obama was like a unique candidate. Uniquely popular guy. Or whatever, yeah, they're like, no, John McCain. (laughs) It was John McCain's fault. But you know what? John McCain was a fucking idiot and a terrible candidate. Of course. He couldn't lift his arms over his head. No, exactly. What is that? He thought he was going to be primary, so he had to take Sarah Palin. Yeah. He says that John McCain single-handedly turned Virginia and Colorado blue. <laughs> no, George Bush did that by expanding the security state to the degree that enough college-educated yeah, people yeah, had started to move moving there. there. Yeah. <laughs> to both places, probably. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, 200,000 computer scientists work at the Denver International Airport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so that was the end of that article. She wraps it up with, as usual, Megan should have kept her big yap shut. Uh, and that's it. She ends it with that, that tweet there. Um, but you know what? I got some good ads on WayneDupree.com this time, boys, and I just want to run through them real quick. Uh, the first one, which I think might be my fa- uh, my favorite, it's a picture of a guy like squatting, like if you were gonna squat poop, you know what I mean? Uh, urologist, plenty of men with an enlarged prostate do not know about this simple solution. It's literally simple solution. It's simple syrup you put down your prostate. That's exactly correct. Uh, uh, this next one, directly right next to it, um, really uh, really makes you think. How your body warns you that dementia is forming. That's a great thing for old people to see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one, it looks like it's for memes. There's one about uh, army men, but I can't read it because the text is too small. It just says intelligence. Uh, there's one that, that's a pie graph. It says how to get an engineer's attention. <laughs> it's army men. It says intelligence, but it's the format of like a 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's something you'd see on iFunny, definitely. Uh, and then the the third one, right in the middle of this, is just a big boobied anime woman. <laughs> Do you think that old people are jacking off to anime nowadays? They get it in between their, you know, their ads about dementia. Yeah, base scraper, <laughs> base scraper grandfather. 
now let's move on to some of the real classics. Uh, Trump Christmas ornament free, just pay shipping and handling. <laughs> free, just pay shipping and handling. <laughs> you see this picture, man? Yeah. <laughs> it's his classic smile. It's the picture where he's putting two thumbs up, I can assure you that. But they've cropped out his thumbs. Yeah, there's and put a... a bunch of, like, emojis on it. <laughs> The next one, uh, unsurprising, it was basically touching this one, I think. Uh, it's by the advertiser Liberty Inquirer. Yeah. <laughs> New Jersey uh, New Jersey Trump 2024 supporters get free wristwatch. <laughs> Almost suckered me into that one, I'm not going to lie. Love a watch. <laughs> and uh, the last one here, uh, folks. Must try tacos, burgers, and more in California. From the same place? That uh, looks like a gas station? It does look like a gas station, yeah. All right. I don't well, know if I trust it. <laughs> <laughs> moving, moving onward and upward from the uh, mm-hmm. Taco Burger Fornia <laughs> communist article. In, this is an ad for Visit California. In, yeah. Visit California is advertising on Wayne Dupree. Let yeah. that sink in, folks. Yeah, exactly. This is, this is what government funding does. <laughs> I was in the DMV today. Now I'm right wing. You went to the DMV today? Yeah, I did. Talk about it. No, it it sucked. I had to get up early. (laughs) My stomach hurt the entire time. Yeah? On the form it said fill in county and I wrote country. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's move on from... uh the you know the the past the, the the fucking midterms finally for for the first time in like three months let's move on, let's move on from the goddamn midterms uh, and let's talk about the future right uh, I'm sorry for grazing your arm there Joe I didn't mean to caress you buddy this is a futurist <laughs> podcast we graze each other and we apologize <laughs> that's very we true here at Boomer Death Squad have our eyes to the future oh yeah that's right uh, we have our eyes to the the friggin primaries folks we're talking to the oracles. That's right. Uh, we started this this podcast during the primaries, right? The last ones. You're right. We did. Yeah, and we're coming up on the, on the next cycle, the proto version. Mm-hmm. Still crazy after all these years. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, we're really early in it uh, right now. But uh, I just wanted to run over, uh, run through, you know, some of the people who might be challenging Trump in the in the early days that we might get to read some articles about. So. Uh, in order to do this, uh, obviously we had to uh, go to the Intelligencer because it's very intelligent. Am I right, boys? This is where I go for most of my intelligence briefings, mm-hmm. yes. I love to become Intelligencer with you boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got an article by this guy, Ed Kilgore, uh, in the Intelligencer section of New York Magazine. Cool name, dude. It, very cool name. I, I Google's parents couldn't come up with anything, to be honest with you boys. I always wanted a last name like that that sounded like real violent. <laughs> I, like when I was is, a kid, I don't really This care. is our host, Matthew Blade. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he wrote an article uh, called, Here Come the Trump 2024 Alternatives. Uh, and uh, he starts out here. It's the early, or perhaps silly, season of the 2024 presidential election <laughs> Yo, cycle. Yo, I'm silly. What does he mean by that? <laughs> the, the early or silly? He's saying uh, it's silly for anyone to announce and start doing it now, but it's like uh, Trump already has, and anyone yeah. who's running is running behind him. So. Yeah. No, so you might as you well, don't have a fucking choice. Might as well get in. You, yeah, either, you better get running. You either get the vibe or you don't. It's silly season. Yeah, this is yeah. the difference between... Uh, getting 1% of the vote or getting half a percent. 
and the only actual candidate in the field is former President Donald Trump. Among Republicans, Trump remains the frontrunner despite pervasive signs of GOP f- uh, fatigue with him and the fears his destructive involvement in a disappointing 2022 midterm election have fanned even in Magaland. Uh, if Trump thought his early 2024 announcement would clear the field of potential rivals as the party base swooned over him all over again, he was wrong. But flirting with a run against the king and stimulating speculation among the chattering classes isn't the same thing as mounting an actual campaign against the man who has been underestimated so many times before. Very true, very true. That's where Ron DeSantis falls because he has no swag. That's the thing. Uh, People, you know, they're always talking about voters and issues and things of this nature. The only thing truly that matters in politics is swag. Yeah, And how cool you look. Yeah, vibes. Obama had the most swag of any president. There's no doubt. That's why he shat all over John McCain. JFK, Irish swag before him. Exactly. They always talk about JFK. Exactly. Are we getting those declassified documents tomorrow, boys? Is it supposed to come out tomorrow? Tomorrow. I think Biden's going to personally step in. As an Irish, he already he yeah, already he's theoretically he already did personally them. step in. It was supposed to be like mm. a few months ago, and he got sued. And now tomorrow is the day that Who they have him? to do it by. Uh some like you know like. <laughs> Who sues the president about that sort of thing? Dale Gribble. <laughs> Who do you think Dale Gribble? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know truthers. Yeah, I'd sue Dude, them. Brave the truthers. I have been suing the president from my bunker. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right now, the so-called invisible primary of scribbling and gabbing, winking and whispering. That sounds very sexual. Very, uh, gay and sexual. Yeah, the winking and whispering primary. (laughs) (laughs) Probably reflects the fantasy world of Republicans as much as any real prospects for winning the nomination. So the right question today may be what prospective candidates bring to this GOP dreamscape of a uh, a future more promising than a Biden-Trump rematch. Below are some of the mentioned and the longings they represent. The longings. Dude, I, I love hearing about people's longings. I know, right? Re- especially Republicans. This Let's guy, get into it. This guy's kind of sexual with it. Yeah, never Trump Republicans getting sexual with it. <laughs> Everybody's got a longing. That's right. <clears throat> so number one, of course, they got to they gotta hand it to, not the king, I'd say the prince, Ron DeSantis. Uh, they call him Trump reverse engineered. Pretty freaking clever. It is cool. They're just making Trump fight like his shadow clone. (laughs) (laughs) Just like they spent so much time and money developing like a shittier version of Trump. His arms are already Orochimaru. He can't cast ninjutsu. (laughs) Very true. Uh, The newly reelected Florida governor uh, already represents a serious threat to Trump's renomination if he chooses to launch it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. Absolutely. At the age of 44, he can certainly afford to wait on running for president. That's just... Now, that's a bad attitude. Like, they're like... <laughs> you gotta wait, go out and get it. Wait until he's 75, you know? like Yeah, exactly. A young 75-year-old is really what this country needs. <laughs> right, because Trump is gonna run again when he loses. He's gonna lose this election, and he's gonna run again. That's my prediction. Like, what? And, and then what? If he doesn't die... That's what I was gonna say. That's the dream scenario for the Democrats, really. That Donald uh-huh. Trump wins the primary forever until he dies <laughs> <laughs> and he is never wins again actually yeah that's the long game right there yeah i really i really feel some contempt for this at the age of 44 he can certainly afford to wait on running for president i don't know man he could be president before he's 50 no and exa- that's really the biggest thing with him because if he does wait 
I mean, there's no one really in the benches who has a better chance than him after Trump, presuming he would mm-hmm. quote unquote win or more than likely lose again, and then the Republicans maybe try and dislodge mm-hmm. him. Now, this is all, of course, uh, you know, not considering the likelihood that uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson could, uh, you know, run after Trump as as the Republican powerhouse. Yeah, exactly. Vince McMahon is uh, since being kicked out of the WWE for uh <laughs> he's his campaign manager yeah yeah exactly <laughs> no dude he he runs he wins the nomination oh, oh, okay Vince McMahon is <laughs> yeah. president okay okay let's uh let's continue on here uh DeSantis is uh presently very popular among both MAGA and non-MAGA conservatives and may thus be both a unifying figure and a natural successor to the 45th president as my colleague Jonathan Chait noted earlier this year so he quotes from Jonathan Chait sort of a lot I Kind of don't want to read it. Uh, I just I would like to note that he says that Ron DeSantis is very popular among both MAGA and non-MAGA Republicans because they all believe the same thing. What is a non-MAGA Republican? Like, it's not real. Like, the people who are it's like, a guy who I, voted ra- for Donald Trump. Yeah, I'd rather not vote for Donald Trump. But, but I did. Yeah. So congratulations. You're like you're cucked. You're like a Democrat now. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's such a liberal move. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Oh. You're voting. Oh. You're you're voting for the lesser evil. <laughs> Are you? You were fucking legends. You were fucking rock stars. Yeah. You were just electing the most evil people in the world, and now you're doing lesser evil shit. <laughs> Boring. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Jonathan Chait uh, quote is just about how he's saying that right-wing media is always talking about how much they like Ron DeSantis. And, like, that's true. There's a bunch of shit that does that. But also, some of the insane people we read hate Ron DeSantis because he's eyeing up Trump. Like, the website we were just reading. Yeah, well, we read the true believers. That's uh, yeah. what's special about this podcast. Yeah. But the vast majority of, like, centralized right-wing media is fully centralized. It's all fucking Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Like that's absolutely true. Literally all of it. He owns like the Wall Street Journal and Fox News and Business Insider and The Guardian. And didn't Murdoch not give Trump his blessing? No, he's Just famously the he's the one who's going in for DeSantis bigly. 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 On fucking DeSantis. He's bigly for DeSantis. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting bigly in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like it's really it's such a gift for Greg Kelly. Oh, because he gets to be like, no, I loved him forever. That's the thing. And then he'll be like just standing, like shaking his hand at his inauguration, wearing an ostrich (laughs) skin suit. People are saying I wasn't bigly for Ron DeSantis. I've been bigly this whole time. People are saying that my python slippers were not in this year at the... Donald Trump fashion ball. <laughs> I'm being criticized for my vest made of real gorilla chest. Some people are saying at 45 you can't have a quinceañera. <laughs> I just thought I'd look so good in this dress that I couldn't pass it up. <laughs> okay, let's let's see. Where were we? Uh uh, DeSantis' fan club expanded after the midterms when his and his state party's success, including a solid majority among Hispanic voters, represented what Republicans vainly hoped would happen everywhere. Uh, and it's illustrative that some of the more extremist MAGA types seem to love him most. Uh, his politi- See, that's the thing. If extreme MAGA guys and guys who hate Donald Trump all love Ron DeSantis. It's like, what is that? T- 
do fucking two plus two, man. And it's like you did so well in Florida, a state that for the past four years the Republicans have been literally building into their kingdom. Yeah. And beyond that expanding into the swamp yeah you had a real challenge in literally the specter that haunts florida politics in charlie christ <laughs> who has now lost as i said as a republican democrat and independent <laughs> which isn't impressive i respect the hell yeah, out of him exactly i think lincoln chafee's doing that too he's gonna go libertarian yeah I, he tried to and he's got like third place he was behind like the guy who changed his his name to taxes are for pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to be a libertarian <laughs> just to get to go to those things. I could probably be their candidate for senator <laughs> for the next 50 years. <laughs> I'm a I'm a professional spoiler for the Republican Party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My name's Old Wooden Gun. No, literally. <laughs> literally I, I believe all the Q stuff, but more than those fake Republicans. <laughs> Uh, get a healthy 10 to 15 (laughs) percent easily photoshop yourself into january 6 pictures yeah like really well be like i was there (laughs) i'm a real patriot yeah his political image is sort of a reverse engineered trump with the pure hateful essence of owning the libs oh wow he he didn't he wrote owing the libs instead of owning fucking idiot i love owing the libs he's a pay pig yeah Pure hateful essence of owing the libs and the fascistic, fascistic thrill of intimidating woke corporations and public school teachers are married to uh, what is otherwise a pretty conventional state-level Republican Paul. He worded that weird, but I like, I like the fascistic thrill of intimidating corporations, woke corporations. I love it because he like. He, like, renounced Disney's charter that says it gets to be an independent country. (laughs) Uh, Why was Disney, first of all, not the 51st state? Yeah, it's going to be by the time they're done with it. I hope so. That'd be sick. It would have been awesome if Disney just put, like, $50 billion into Charlie (laughs) Crist's campaign. (laughs) And he still lost by the same margin? No, yeah, but they have, like, Mickey Mouse on the streets (laughs) of Tampa. They have every uh, Avenger yeah, knocking well, I, doors. You want to talk about the fall of the American Empire? That's that's you know Fallout Fallout level. Disney's going to be owning everything. Yeah, yeah. Now the whole thing is actually probably you know how Disney had like a new CEO named Bob Chapek and yes. he just got forced out for the old guy again, Bob yes. Iger. This is all probably a scam by Bob Iger, and now that oh. he's in charge again, he's going to easily get their. Uh, them reinstated as the princes mm-hmm. of Machiavelli. Florida. Machiavelli. Yeah. Machiavellian. And then he'll be like, we got rid of the wokes at Disney. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what, that's, that's, uh, when it happened, that's what conservative media was saying. They've, they've, uh, cooed the woke, uh, Disney executive. That's such a great one specifically for conservatives to hate because it's just like, who is the long-term market for Disney World? <laughs> Every single American. <laughs> like that. And many Western <laughs> Europeans. Yeah. Mostly Quebec. <laughs> uh, some Chinese. Yeah. Uh, so DeSantis is Trump shorn of the unpredictability and narcissism that makes the ex-president a less-than-ideal instrument for right-wing cultural and economic politics. Yeah, but he got elected. Because of those things. Yeah. In fact, when you... Put up the fake ones, it doesn't work. Clearly. How is Dr. Oz not fucking a, the exact same Trump playbook? Because Republicans are beholden to their base, but Democrats aren't. Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you think DeSantis is going to run into, like, a McCain-style can't-lift-his-arms issue, <laughs> you know, after he, if he gets it? <laughs> He's going to be given a, a press conference and his arm pops out of the socket. And it's very clear that it's a mannequin arm. Yeah, literally, he's gonna have to—he's gonna have to pick a fucking hick to be his running mate, just <laughs> our, like John McCain, our first leper president. <laughs> 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 well, leprosy Twitter would like that a lot, actually. <laughs> uh. He also, unfortunately, lacks charisma beyond the atavistic passions that just about anyone peddling his dangerous message could arouse. Why is that unfortunately? Although this guy was a liberal, and the very hype his career has received makes him susceptible to a failure to meet expectations in a national race, as I recently argued. And to be honest, I don't feel like reading this excerpt from this person's other article. No thanks, Ed. Fuck it. Fuck you, Ed. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, Ed. It's on site. Uh, he calls Scott Walker an ideological thug, uh, and that's all we'll read from that. We'll see, but for his fans, DeSantis is the best of uh, all possible worlds. Um, so that's all he had on DeSantis. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. I don't see him running, to be honest. If you actually had Trump scared and convinced he was going to go to jail, he I could see him cutting a mm-hmm. deal or whatever, but that's not going to happen. He's just going to be the president again. Yeah, he's going to pardon himself. Yeah, at least in his eyes. Uh, the next one, Mike Pence. They call him Trump Sanctified. What does sanctified mean? I don't know. Like, I, I thought that was good. good. He's good Trump, yeah. Because uh, he's a Christian. Oh, uh, okay, sure. Probably. I don't know. Yeah, he reads Trump. his book. Yeah, 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 exactly. He wears blue jeans. Holy diver, folks, because boy, does that guy like God, and boy, does he like diving on his chances to be the president. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they're going to make—he makes some stupid points in this one. Uh, Trump's former vice president turned MAGA villain is even more likely than DeSantis to launch a challenge to the man whose broad shoulders he once cringily extolled. I hate this fucking guy. (laughs) His writing sucks. Yeah, he's no fun at all. Is Pence really going to run? Yeah, he it has does to seem know like he's, he's gonna get fucking destroyed. Half a point, like it's yeah. gonna be like like he did when he ran. Yeah, uh, and the former Hoosier governor really Hoosier governor really does have a ta- uh, tangible constituency: the politically militant conservative evangelicals who'd sold their souls to the MAGA movement and would now prefer to sanitize, if not sanctify, their subjection of the gospel to Trump's aggressively secular blend of hatefulness and greed. Right off the bat. Completely fucking untrue. Those people do not give a fuck. Those people love Trump more than anyone. Prefer to sanitize of Trump? Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Hate and greed are secular concepts. We're talking so about Americans. traditionally. We're talking about evangelicals. They, they, fucking, they, they fucking thrive on hate. Exactly. They wake up it's every day. Yeah. She's like fucking burning up. Many conservative Christian leaders rationalized their support for the 45th president by comparing him to the biblical figure of the Persian king Cyrus, who in Isaiah 45, free Jews held captive in Babylon. This is what many evangelicals were doing in order to, you know, convince themselves to vote for Trump. They were pretending he was the Persian King Cyrus. Yeah. If there's one thing about American evangelicals, they're thinking about Persia all the time. All the time. And Jews, and they think of them positively. Oh, I'm also noticing there's a number thing going on here. He he freed 45 Jews and is the 45th president. (laughs) This is like a QAnon-style thing, too, probably. Cool. (laughs) 
Uh, as the New York Times explains, quote, Cyrus is the model for a non-believer appointed by God as a vessel for the purposes of the faithful. Pence, uh, Pence would be more like King Josiah, the young Hebrew monarch who very conscientiously restored observance of Jewish law after it had been all but forgotten. I cannot wait until Mike Pence enforces Jewish law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder what Mike Pence thinks that's why about he's being not, called that. That's why he's not going to win a Republican primary, because they're talking about him exactly. and Jewish law exactly. in the same sentence. You don't know who evangelicals are. Uh, let's see. Pence's central problem is that he uh, eternally alienated some MAGA bravos by his refusal to come, uh, come to his adored boss's rescue on January 6th. Which was, for him personally... A, probably a silly political move. <laughs> Mike Pence, yeah. yeah. He, he could still be on the ticket. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He could be like, I did what I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, alienated many Republican Trump skeptics by his toadying attitude towards the self-same boss up to that very moment. So, he, so he's like, uh, Pence has managed to alienate himself from every single Republican. Yeah, there's yeah, no nothing one will vote for, for anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody hates this guy. That's why maybe he's the best choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very smart. That is what a compromise is. No one's supposed to be happy. <laughs> exactly. That's what someone said once. <laughs> he is also, to borrow Winston Churchill's immortal line about Clement Attlee... Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Uh, quote, didn't, didn't Clement Attlee kick Winston Churchill's ass? I don't know. Hey, here's my immortal line to Winston Churchill, the NHS, bitch. <laughs> here's my mortal line. Suck my dick. Yeah. Fuck you, buddy. Uh, quote, a modest man with much to be modest about. Are you serious? He was a fucking radio talk show host. Winston Churchill should be reincarnated and killed in a stadium in Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The very same bully boy authoritarianism that attracted so many conservative evangelicals to Trump in the first place is more likely to be refounded DeSantis or Ted Cruz than Pence. Yeah. They just need to find the guy who looks like Larry Sanders and run him. <laughs> Who'd do better than Mike Pence. Hell yeah. Uh, the next one here, Ted Cruz. The pre-Trump throwback. Whoa, hashtag throwback. Hashtag freaking throwback. Oh, oh, we got a throwback. Hashtag bacon. Bacon. Ted. Everyone who votes for Ted Cruz has a mustache permanently tattooed on their index <laughs> finger. <laughs> that is exactly the case, my friend. Uh, and now, do you guys seriously think that Ted Cruz is going to run against Trump again? I. I he swore fealty. Do I think? Right? Yeah. Do I think it'd do well? No. Do no. I? think he's an idiot yes yeah, uh against point. trump probably not he's probably he's too scared he he's gonna get bullied so hard again honestly you know what i really think i bet he thinks he can big dick ron DeSantis in an open primary later because he's a debate kid yeah 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 and he'll be like yeah i always thought trump was cool i gained 400 pounds <laughs> started standing like this well yeah i think you know that is probably a factor in why he gained the weight but i think also like that bullying from Trump, probably one of the toughest parts of Ted Cruz's life. It has to be. I think he, he was a bit depressed. Well, dude, he was like, I'm a conser He was like a conservative starling. Like, the yeah. world was his oyster. Yeah. He, it wasn't a question of if, but when he would be the president. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, this guy's just like, mm. Your wife is ugly. Your wife is ugly. She's a dog. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That shirt's a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> and you just, like, lose by double digits. 
could you imagine this like debate stage though? Like fucking Mike Pence in the middle, and then yeah. these two flanking him. He looked like some like fruity emperor of a small kingdom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. these are his two brutish guards who both yeah. stand <laughs> the same. And they argue that's why Trump won the Republican primary because all of those people who were exactly the same stood in too long for their own personal mm-hmm. uh, gain, and it let Trump. Right. Uh, run against, you know, seven people instead of one or two, and that one or two would do it. Nah. Yeah, no. Don't believe that. If it was, if the one or two was Ted Cruz, yeah. it, it, Trump would have won, Trump would have fucking annihilated him. Yeah. Wasn't exactly. the final three, it was like Kasich, John, fucking Kasich, Ted Cruz, and Trump? Yeah, Kasich, who hadn't, like, won anything since Idaho, and he got second place, uh... Cruz, who announced Carly Fiorina, as his running executive, as his running mate, who told a weird, aggressive, like fake story about abortion. Yeah, yeah. What? That was her claim to fame. And uh, well, let's let's get into whatever the fuck uh, Ed Gilgore wrote about (laughs) Ted Cruz. Oh yeah. This time around. Cruz, like his fellow senator and Trump rival Marco Rubio, was a product of the great MAGA precursor, the Tea Party movement. A hard-edged, a hard-edged hyper-partisan nature and zest for ideological purity made this sub-generation of Republican leaders uh, heirs of Barry Goldwater and the pre-presidential Ronald Reagan. And until Trump came along, Tea Party Republicans looked very likely to dominate the GOP for an extended period of time. Yeah, until they met just one guy who was like, this is all kind of fruity no (laughs) that it was all over for the tea party as an ideological movement yeah that's exactly exactly (laughs) it's also what happened the last time with uh reagan then bush yeah 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 uh it's no accident that ted cruz was the most successful republican challenger to trump in 2016 yes it is beating him in (laughs) iowa (laughs) what a ridiculous thing to say i know Please. Beating him in Iowa, Wisconsin, and nine other states, and becoming the last rival standing. But in the end, Trump almost completely co-opted the pre-MAGA movement conservative Cruz represented, uh, as the Texan himself showed by swallowing endless insults, swallowing. That's another little, uh, I think, a little hint there from our from our uh, writer. Uh, swallowing endless insults from the 45th president before becoming a reliable ally. If Trump's days of party leadership are somehow over... Would the GOP turn, or rather return, to Cruz's uh, brand... I thought it said based conservatism. To Cruz's brand of conservatism. It's possible, though Cruz shares DeSantis' occasional bouts of anti-charisma. Occasional? (laughs) (laughs) Kidding me? Yeah, every now and again, these guys are on fire. (laughs) Uh, Without it any way representing a breath of fresh, if hot, air. Is he saying he doesn't brush his teeth? Yeah, they should all take a... Lesson out of SPF's book and take like so yeah. so, so many amphetamines. <laughs> like Ted Cruz should be gyrating at all times. Ted Cruz should start doing coke. He needs to be more confident. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one here, Mike Pompeo. I gotta say that would be really fun because he has been like gearing up. He's the other one who's been putting out feelers and like hiring staff. Really? Yeah. Ooh, that's really funny. Yeah. Oh, those are gonna. That's gonna be a couple of dice articles. Oh, uh, dude. <laughs> I just wish he had some money so I could uh, work for him. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And he doesn't have any money. He'll run his New Jersey campaign. Yeah. Uh, it's a, he, he. He's described as very available. <laughs> yeah, I'm around. <laughs> I'm not doing much these days. Yeah. 
Uh, now, because he knows he won't be in the Trump administration again. Mm-hmm. He's in the end. Trump was like, yeah, he was actually weak and a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. It's so cool. It's so fucking cool. <laughs> We're going to have, like, a brigadier general oh, as yeah. our, like, secretary of agriculture. Just because everyone else has already wronged him <laughs> at some point in the last eight years. There's going to be Twitter people in the government. Just accounts that he likes. Cat Turd 2 is going to be, you know, like the Secretary of Defense. Yeah, Sargana Varkad is yeah. our Secretary of <laughs> War. Which is back. All right, so uh, he starts out here. In every competitive presidential cycle, there is always a candidate whose primary characteristic is really, really wanting the job and being willing to do just about anything to secure it. Um, again. That's true. Innuendo, though. Yeah, Pete Booty anything? Judge. <laughs> God damn it, you're making that joke right <laughs> as I say Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> but, uh, Look, if the universe wants that joke to be made, yeah, anything. Yeah. No, Pete, Pete Buttigieg was like, I'll fucking kill Beto. Or, I'll, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll bury him in, in the alley. I'll steal the election entirely. <laughs> I'll invent a way to steal the election. A good example was George H.W. Bush in 1980, a.k.a. the CIA. Uh, having, bou- uh, having bounced around appointment positions and lost two statewide elections in Texas, Poppy literally moved to Iowa and became a full-time presidential candidate, perfectly positioned to upset the overconfident frontrunner, Ronald Reagan. <laughs> you get fucking owned. Uh, on paper, Bush's foreign policy experience and years wearing the party harness made him a natural magnet for Reagan-averse Republicans of varying ideological stripes. Uh, and he stuck around on the campaign trail uh, long enough to become Reagan's veep after the idea of a Reagan Ford ticket imploded. So it's like, yeah, this is the article they were just making for Pence, right? Yeah, this is... And guess who won the fucking election? <laughs> yeah. And re-election. There's like, yeah, well, Bush tried really hard, and then... But, yeah, and then what? Ronald Reagan wasn't president? No, he lost. It yeah. was Ronald Reagan's bitch for eight yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And then was a one-termer. Fucking yeah. pussy. Yeah, unbelievable. I also like how he says, on paper. Yeah. <laughs> Bush is blah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's see. Mike Pompeo is a bit older than Bush was in 1980. What does that have to do with anything? But has a similar appeal as a foreign policy maven, who, if he runs, will probably spend a year or so trying to make himself a semi-favorite son candidate in Iowa. Uh, If he gets very lucky, other better candidates will knock each other out of contention, making Pompeo a fallback option with Trump administration experience, but little of the snell of brimstone emanating from uh, more authentically MAGA candidates. But that's the thing. Poppy Bush got vice president, and from that, piggyback to president. Pompeo is not going to... Trump is not... He's a weak coward. He's not going to be Trump's vice. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, I was secretary of state, and it's like, you and nine other guys. Yeah, for man. how long? Literally yeah. for how long? Yeah. I, the coolest secretary of state was Rex Tillerson. Oh, yeah. Because it's just like, I don't think he ever left his yacht. <laughs> yeah. We had a government in exile going from port to port. <laughs> it was... Uh, that's, uh, it's hard to see him taking the oath of office in 2025, but he's already made the ranks of the regularly mentioned, and could, like Poppy, give a rough-hewn presidential candidate some foreign policy street cred. No. This is just stupid. Yeah. What, he's gonna run against Trump, then he's gonna, Trump's gonna make him his vice president? No. Trump Absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. Trump made, like, the biggest loser of their primary. Exactly. Because- because Melania was just like, that is a man without a soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, next one is Glenn Youngkin. 
an, an anti-Washington candidate from the D.C. Burbs. Now, I've heard this guy's name. I don't remember who he is, though. You got anything? Yeah. Remember when uh, John Cocomelon almost unseated <laughs> Phil Murphy uh, in the New Jersey primary in, like, 2021? Okay. New Jersey governor? Virginia had one at the same time, and their Demo- oh, Glenn Youngkin. Yeah, their Democrat idiot actually did get unseated. Yeah, uh, people wouldn't. He he tries to pass the same like it's illegal to be woke bills mm-hmm. as Florida, but the state legislature is like not down for that. Right. So they just got ignored altogether, and then I guess he said, like, Donald Trump stinks, P.U., and then Donald Trump has made him, like, a public enemy, which has elevated his presence. People have to like talk about all the, the de- yeah, like, all the Democrat news have to be like, yeah, Glenn Youngkin, <laughs> no-nonsense anti-Trump Republican, and it's just like this guy was like, if you're gay... Uh, you're gay in a derogatory way as well. <laughs> right, He's right. trying to make that law. Right. No, actually, I remember this. When I was in Roanoke, uh, his ads were on the TV. That's where I remember his name from. Yeah. Um, the freshly minted Virginia governor naturally got a lot of buzz by winning an off-year governor's race in a state that had been largely written off by Republicans. And allegedly threading the needle by getting Trump's endorsement and then barely mentioning the former president during the entire campaign. Probably why he won, if uh, trends are anything to go by. <laughs> Most likely. Like uh, Mike Pompeo, Glenn Youngkin seems very eager to run for higher office. Unlike Pompeo, Youngkin's ambition is a bit uh, unseemly since he just won his first election in 2021. That that would be crazy. Win an election in 2021 and then leave a year later to run for president? Yeah. And uh, honestly, I take issue with this idea of unseemly. Mike Pompeo has never won an election. (laughs) (laughs) He's only ever had appointed cabinet roles. Yeah, let let me be absolutely fucking clear. It would be unseemly if he was president. Exactly. This fucking bag man. (laughs) Uh, he is the one potential candidate who might give DeSantis a run for his money as the candidate of parents' rights, a latter-day, this is what you were talking about, a latter-day uh, movement that draws on all sorts of right-wing uh, enthusiasms, ranging from homeschooling to anti-vaxxing to QAnon and other conspiracy theories involving kids. Yeah, that off-year election was weird because the Democrats didn't put, like, any real money into New Jersey or Virginia, and we both had, like, the right-wing surge, the red wave, as it were, Mm -hmm. did happen in both of our states. Right. Uh, Phil Murphy barely held on. Youngkin got in. Yeah, everyone just assumed that would directly translate to the midterms, and that just turned out to not be true. Yeah. Youngkin got in as a fluke. He probably won't win another term. That's why he wants higher office. He wants to get the hell out of Virginia while yeah, he can. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. His lieutenant governor's probably like, do it. Run. Yeah. <laughs> literally. You yeah, got yeah, literally. this. His lieutenant governor, girl Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ron, you got this. Lady president, so progressive. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like DeSantis, Youngkin is also a governor at a time of history where presidential fields have recently been dominated by senators. Re- Republican voters are perpetually receptive to anti-Washington candidacies, though Youngkin, whose political base is in the D.C. suburbs, would have to strain a bit to portray himself as a champion of the heartland. <laughs> Perhaps the best thing Youngkin would have go- uh, going for him as a presidential candidate is that he's uh, so new a figure that he really can't be uh, chewed up in the crossfire between MAGA and non-MAGA party factions. Yeah. Why do you think that? Yeah. Why did you have to appear like you're from the heartland? Yeah, what Your is he last presidential about? candidate was big money Mr. New York. 
Yeah. Like, you need to appeal to the suburbs. That's where American elections happen. Yeah. In swing states, that's who goes one way or the other. It's crazy that he's like, people wouldn't take sides uh, about him. Yeah, you gotta Everyone would a, like him. Yeah. Why? You, you gotta do a moral panic. Yeah. Exactly. That's how you win the suburbs. And he's, he's got of, a moral panic. He's one of Donald Trump's enemies. They're gonna call him, like... Yeah. Glenn Youngkin. Yeah, exactly. Glenn Young guys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about him. I've heard some things. <laughs> yes. If he comes out with Glenn Young guys, dude, I, that is <laughs> All next level. No, yeah, not only is his career over, he's going to jail. <laughs> <laughs> Lock him up. Lock up, you little Glenn Young guys. <laughs> Some GOP movers and shakers will be attracted to a fresh face who hails from the reassuringly familiar haunts of private equity money-making and conservative religion. I just don't think they'll like any fresh face if Trump says to not like it. Yeah, you know who everyone really liked? Mitt Romney. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need a new one. It went very great for him. Yeah. Nikki Haley. (laughs) Something for everybody. Which actually means nothing for anyone most of the time. When it, concerning Republicans? Uh, well, with voting. It's like, oh, there's oh, yeah. a little something for everyone? Oh, so it's not enough to get any yeah, meaningful yeah, yeah, amount yeah. of people from anyone right. else. Uh, Nikki Haley, nothing for anybody. During a recent stay at Chicago's Blackstone Hotel, where famously a smoke-filled room of Republican leaders made Warren G. Harding the GOP nominee and the 29th president, I thought about the kind of presidential candidate I where did this I thought about the kind of presidential candidate a similar assemblage of Republicans today might choose were it possible to do so and quickly settled on former South Carolina governor and US ambassador to the UN Nikki Haley. So this is this guy personally being like I thought about it. Well you're wrong, buddy. You think they would pick Nikki Haley? Yeah, out of every ambassador to the UN. That's a famous stepping role to the president. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the Republican party. Yeah, in the Republican party where they're like they're crying about globalism. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Even if you run out, I stood up to the UN or whatever. They're not going to believe you. No. Well, because the only thing anybody knows about her is Trump made that comment that one time that was like, "Ooh, she doesn't look good. Can't you put some makeup on her?" No star power. Exactly. Uh, it's not that Haley and Harding have much in common. Personally, I'm not accusing her at all of the kind of sexual misconduct uh, conduct or inveterate cronyism for which Harding uh, became famous uh, soon after his untimely death. Okay. I do think Harding and Haley were equally at home in the shallowest depth of public policy thinking and, above all, above all shared a knack for being in the right place at the right time. How is Nikki Haley in the right place at the right time? Yeah, she's on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, Trump said she needed makeup. It's artificial, just like the idea... This is a fucking... It's New York mag, but this is intelligence or politics. This is a D.C. suburb writing about D.C. things. That's why they're talking about Nikki Haley and why they're talking about fucking Glenn Youngkin. Exactly, It's yeah. like a hometown hero. Mm-hmm. If somehow a 2024 Republican deadlock developed, the party might turn to Haley as someone with uh, something for everybody, wrapped in some nice packaging. <laughs> Who is this author? <laughs> this is incredibly this is, horny. This guy is super horny and super likes politics. Very fun person to be around, I'm sure. She was elected and re-elected as the first woman and the first Asian American to serve as governor of her state, which is what? South Carolina. South Carolina. And left office without any major scandals. Oh, like we were talking about in the beginning, the Islamic People's Republic because of oh, their cool right, ass flag. That's right, that's right. They have a nice flag. Yeah. Uh... 
she left office without any major scandals or accomplishments. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, then, then she should be the unelected nominee for president. This person didn't do anything. <laughs> didn't make a splash. They, they didn't government. do anything bad, but they didn't. Or they didn't do anything good, but they didn't do anything bad either. <laughs> She then grabbed a precious foreign policy credential for her brief service as Trump's envoy to the UN. Brief, so she was probably that for two weeks yeah. uh, when Trump realized that she was ugly. Or Trump, Trump was like, I'm sorry I called you ugly in front of the TV. <laughs> Where do you want to go? You can go anywhere in the world. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's like a prize. Uh, and became something of a performance artist for her ability to, ex to exhibit independence from Trump without angering him. Okay. She did, however, show some surprising political incompetence in harshly criticizing Trump's conduct on January 6th. So this is this is insurmountable. Yeah, why did why would you do that? Why would you jump on it? Yeah, right off the rip here, pal. If you knew that she did this, and again, this is just this guy's opinion. If you knew she did this, then you know she's unelectable for Republicans. Yeah, it was before. Uh, yeah, those sound bites. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, it was oh. before Ron DeSantis had really announced, so I guess she was the one floating herself as the reasonable one. She was like, oh, now's my big chance. Right, right. <laughs> Stupid. Wrong. Uh, and then had to overcompensate by pledging to support... Uh, <laughs> for fly but then uh, had to overcompensate by pledging support for him if he ran again in 2024. Why did she have to do that? <laughs> well, she jumped on it immediately. She was like, I'm not doing the dissent. I learned my lesson. Right, right, Fox. right, right. Her optimism is beginning to threaten the routinely positive press she has always managed to receive from all over the political spectrum. All right, well, let's get into the last one here, then. Tim Scott, the We're Not Racist Validator. Uh, perhaps the worst sign for Nikki Haley is that she is being eclipsed in the invisible primary, the invisible primary, yeah. by the man she appointed in the U.S. to the U.S. Senate. What? She appointed someone to the Senate? Yeah, she was the governor, and then and then somebody died or something. Yeah, I don't know. Some nine million year old senator died or something. Yeah, there's a vacancy, and then you get to fill it. Okay. Yeah, so she picked this guy. So this guy is an unelected senator, Tim Scott. Another Republican who managed to, uh, manages to embody a change of direction from Trump without picking a single fight with the 45th president. Scott is the latest 2024 favor of the month. Favor of the month? Particularly among his Senate colleagues, as Politico reports. Uh, I think that's a play on flavor of the month. Okay. Let me be clear. I thought it was just misspelling favorite. I don't know. It's both, but it's delicious ice cream. <laughs> I don't really feel like reading this Politico shit, to be honest with you guys. Sounds boring. He carved out a, a unique lane in the GOP. Uh, I care about that a lot. I'm sure he did. The Scott for President talk first began in the wake of his star turn, providing the official GOP response to Biden's 2021 State of the Union address. A well-wrought combination of standard partisan talking points with his Horatio Alger autobiography as the son... What? As the son of a single mother living in and overcoming poverty. What is he talking? I'm not going to read this. This is too long. The point is, he's the only black senator in the GOP. Okay. He will probably be Donald Trump's vice president because Donald Trump, I presume, loves curb your enthusiasm <laughs> and is looking for a black friend. You know what? I, you know what? That's pretty sound logic there, pal. 
in closing, folks, thank you for listening to Boomer Death Squad. You can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. We'll have a Discord link in the bio. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. I've been Matt. Bye-bye. See ya. Toodles. because I refuse to come back as a bug or as a rabbit. You know, you're a real...